Hi, this is Thomas Hayden Church. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Always happy to welcome back our friend Danelle Dadikin, Danelle Dadikin, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum here in Los Angeles, one of the most popular tourist attractions in Hollywood, attracting fans from all over the world. Danelle Dadikin also happens to be the goddaughter of Jose Iturbe. Jose Iturbe, the first classical artist to have a gold record and one of the greatest and most popular classical pianists around the world for much of the 20th century. Jose Oturbe left his mark on the world in many, many ways, not the least of which was introducing mainstream audiences to classical music through movies, radio, and television, including appearing in seven movies for MGM during the golden age of Hollywood and by accompanying such popular recording artists as Judy Garland, Frank Sinatra, and Sammy Davis Jr. The complete RCA recordings of Jose Iturbe, covering the years 1933 to 1953, have all been digitally restored and remastered as part of a 16-CD collection that is also part of a marvelous, beautiful, beautifully illustrated new coffee table book called From Hollywood to the World. It is a collaboration between Donnell and Grammy Award-winning pianist and music preservationist Michael Feinstein. We'll tell you we can find From Hollywood to the World in just a second. Donnell Dadikin, welcome back to our program. Well, hi, Ed. Uh, it's so thrilling to be back with you once again. We've talked a little bit about your connection with Jose Iturbe and your work with the Jose Iturbe Foundation during one of your previous visits to our program. Danelle, how did this particular project come about, and how did Michael Feinstein get involved? Oh, well, you know, that is the greatest question of all. And, you know, my godfather, Jose Iturbe, he was, as you said, you know, one of the greatest classical musicians of the 20th century. And he had uh, enjoyable opportunities to cross over between classic and popular. Although he was known as a classical musician, he still enjoyed accompanying his buddies, Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Sammy Davis Jr., and the list goes on and on and on. Rita Hayworth, he even uh, worked with her, uh, interestingly enough. Uh, so many of them, you know, uh, they had so much fun. One of those buddies, as long as we're uh, talking a little bit about the CD collection itself, one of those buddies, I, had, I understand, was George Gershwin, and one of the CDs uh, includes a turbe conducting and playing piano on Rhapsody in Blue. Yes, so true. You know, my godfather, uh, interestingly enough, his abilities, many people hearkened uh, uh, him back to the great classical musicians and composers of the 16th and 17th and 18th century, where they would not only perform solo uh, with an orchestra or a chamber ensemble, but they also conducted the chamber ensemble or orchestra while they played their solo parts on the piano or the clavier or any predecessor to the piano as we know it today. And my godfather brought that back because he loved to conduct an orchestra while he was performing the solo part on the piano with all the fabulous, you know, concertos. And he uh, enjoyed doing this with Rhapsody in Blue. And he also enjoyed working with his sister, Amparo Iturbi, on Rhapsody in Blue. So, to answer your question, yes to all of the above. 
I'm not a musician. I certainly am not a piano player, but I've seen enough symphonies conducted live. I can't imagine conducting a symphony while seated at the piano. I can't imagine that was easy at all, and yet that was one of Iturbi's trademarks. Yes, it was, and I guess, you know, one would say if it's easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> that's why, you know, I mean, when you think about it, we laugh about this, but, but I think that that's part of his charm, and he made everything look so effortless and so enjoyable, and he really brought his audience into his performances, which was a very rare talent and important talent to have. On the line with us is Janelle Dadigan. Janelle Dadigan, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum and the co-author, along with Grammy Award winner Michael Feinstein, of From Hollywood to the World, the rediscovered recordings of pianist and conductor Jose Iturbe. Jose Iturbe, the first rock star, so to speak, of classical music and the first musical artist of any genre to have a million copies of a record sold and a man who dedicated his life to making classical music accessible to as many people as possible. From Hollywood to the World includes the complete RCA Victor recordings of Jose Iturbe, covering the years 1933 to 1953, all restored and remastered as part of a 16-CD collection. About 95% of the recordings that appear in the collection are available on CD for the very first time, while about 23 pieces that are included in the CD collection have never been released before to the public. If you're a fan of classical music, if you're a fan of, of music history, Hollywood history, if you're a fan of Jose Iturbe, this is something you definitely want to have in your collection from Hollywood to the world, the rediscovered recordings of pianist and conductor Jose Iturbe, available right now Amazon.com, wherever books and music are sold. It's interesting, uh, Arturby was the first to have a million copies of a record sold. That, he, he did that before the Beatles. He did that before Sinatra. He did that before the Rolling Stones. He did that before anybody else. And yet his work is often overlooked in terms of his contributions to American music. So I, I would imagine one of the motivations for you and Michael Feinstein to put this collection, to put this book together, is to preserve his legacy. Well, that is so true, because, you know, classical music, uh, sometimes many people think uh, will not continue uh, because the younger generations don't know too much about it, nor can they appreciate it. And so, therefore, the Music Foundation that we started in my godfather's name, Jose Iturbe Foundation, the goal for this is to popularize classical music one note at a time. And my godfather always thought if he could entertain the younger generations and bring them to not be uh, afraid of classical music or that it was too highbrow or too serious and that they would learn to enjoy it in one way or another, he knew that classical music was sustained through the generations, which is why he enjoyed appearing in all of those MGM musicals. And what's interesting is uh, appearing in those seven movies for MGM is just one of the many ways in which he left his mark. And yet I understand Turby said no to Hollywood twice. Oh, absolutely. He said no, 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 until his two neighbors... John Negalesco, a very well-known director, and Harry Cohn, a producer, 
and we'll get into Harry Cohn another day. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I did not know him because I was too young, but I knew his widow, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just lived down the street from them, a couple doors away, because uh, as Michael Feinstein loves to say, uh, because with Gershwin, too, as he said, they all lived in the hood. Mm-hmm. They all lived in these fabulous homes in Beverly Hills, all within a couple of blocks of each other. And so they would get together and socialize uh, when they were not working. And so they were all friends uh, on a personal level. Uh, and it was Jean Negolesco uh, and several others who finally talked my godfather into appearing. But my godfather had several requirements if he was to appear in a film. And they were, he always had to play himself, Mm -hmm. he always had to be a good guy, and he always had to be playing piano and conducting an orchestra. And this way was his way of what we were just talking about, uh, presenting a classical music in a more fun and easygoing way with celebrities and stars of the day that they recognize on the big screen, gathering around a turby or speaking with a turby while classical music was being played and sometimes performed, you know, it it looked like they were in a concert hall or or out in the park or whatever it was, home in a living room. But you heard classical music and a turby was performing. And it made it more accessible. And that was my godfather's goal, to make classical more accessible to the masses. Danelle Dadigan is on the line with us. Danelle Dadigan, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum and the co-author, along with Grammy Award winner Michael Feinstein, of From Hollywood to the World, the Rediscovered Recordings of Pianist and Conductor Jose Eterbe, a brand-new, fully illustrated, full-color coffee table book that also includes the complete RCA Victor recordings of Jose Turby, all restored and remastered from the original lacquer discs and analog tapes as part of a 16-disc collection. About 95% of the recordings that appear in the CD collection are available on CD for the very first time, while 23 pieces are included that have never before been released to the public. From Hollywood to the World also includes an excellent biographical essay about a Turby written by Michael Feinstein and lots and lots and lots of photographs courtesy of the Turby archives, many of which have never been published before. As we say, if you love classical music, if you're a fan of Jose Turby, this is something you want to have in your collection from Hollywood to the world, the rediscovered recordings of pianist and conductor Jose Turby, available right now, Amazon.com, where books are sold online. And when I say, I don't want to sound too breathless, when I talk about just how beautiful the coffee table book is done now, but I use the term full color. That's a publishing term, folks. And basically, it's a fancy way of saying these are full color, beautifully restored photographs. They jump off the page, and they really enhance Michael Feinstein's essay, and there's just a lot of... When you finish... If if you read the book before listening to the recordings, you will feel as though you have known everything you possibly can know about a turby before you start listening to the CDs. You are so true, and I have to tell you, this is a fabulous collaboration with Michael Feinstein and the Jose Turby Foundation. I mean, Michael wrote a fabulous essay. I mean, I have to tell you, when I read it, I was like, wow, Michael did his homework, mm-hmm. and what a great wordsmith he is. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. 
And it was so enjoyable to find the photos in our archives to add to this and to review it. And I was thrilled about how in-depth this essay is. And again, many thanks, many, many thanks to Michael Feinstein for bringing my godfather to life once again. And I have told him, and I want to share with your listeners, how I know both my godmother, Marion Seabury, and my godfather, Jose Turby. they were together for almost 40 years. They would be so pleased to see this today. I am just, uh, I, on a personal level, I am just so thrilled about this collaboration. And with Sony Classical, my goodness, these digitally remastered recordings are just as though Jose is right there with you mm -hmm. when you're listening to the CD. It's like he's in your living room with you. It's fabulous. It's as though time stood still. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Arturbi was your godfather. A godfather, folks, for those who are not familiar with the Catholic faith, a godfather is basically someone who was chosen to be a spiritual parent or a role model to help uh, the mother and father raise their children in the Catholic faith. And I bring this up, Donnell, only because for all his flash, for all his showmanship, Arturbi was a dedicated Catholic, a true man of faith. That's the best possible person to have as a godparent. Well, I thank you for saying that, Ed. And you know, I will share with you that when my father passed away, I was in my teens, uh, Jose Turby came and told my mother not to worry, that he would raise me. And I want to tell you, uh, most of us, you know, we see our godparents, I don't know, a couple times a year, mm -hmm. you know, we get a Christmas card, we get uh, a birthday card, we get some holiday card, whatever it is. And, you know, there's either a check or, you know, in, in my day, maybe it was $5, I don't know, but something. But my godfather made time for me three, four afternoon and evening a week, conversations almost every day. And I had lessons that I don't think I could have learned anywhere else. And the people that I met, oh, my goodness. But I was so young, I didn't know who they all were until later on in my life. And now having the Hollywood Museum, I can't believe who I had met once upon a time. <laughs> and in many ways, from Hollywood to the world, uh, the complete, uh, uh, the, re the rediscovered recordings of pianist and conductor Jose Aturbe, in, in many ways, that's a great professional marriage between you and Michael Feinstein because you preserve Hollywood history, as we know from your many visits to our program. And Michael, in addition to being a great a vocalist and a, and a brilliant pianist, he's been dedicated to preserving uh, and taking a deep dive into the history of music since, you know, since he began his professional career. Absolutely. It's just fantastic. You know, uh, it, as they say, is kismet. And the fact that we were able to get together for this project, I am just so thrilled. And Michael, the consummate professional, let me just tell you and your listeners that, uh, he had not only such dedication to this project, but he had such love and continues to have the love to be able to tell the story behind each of these famous musicians as he has done in the past. Uh, with other ventures with Sony Classical. And I'm thrilled about this, but for uh, all of us, we are thrilled to be able to once again bring Hosea Turby, his life in photographs and in essay, uh, and his phenomenal recordings from the RCA vault. 
to the world once again. Uh, I can't tell you how many of my friends from old Hollywood and uh, my younger friends, you know, who have been in uh, film and television in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, they have listened to these recordings and they are blown away by it. So uh, I suggest everyone, you know, have a chance, take a listen. On the line with us is Janelle Dadikin, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum, and the co-author, along with Michael Feinstein, of From Hollywood to the World, the Rediscovered Recordings of Pianist and Conductor Jose Aturbe, beautifully illustrated coffee table book that includes a 16-CD collection featuring the complete RCA Victor recordings of Jose Aturbe, all restored and digitally remastered. From Hollywood to the World, the Rediscovered Recordings of Pianist and Conductor Jose Aturbe, available right now, Amazon.com, wherever book are sold online. This is a sort of a, t- a tongue-in-cheek question, Danelle, but uh, you, mentioned, <laughs> you, you mentioned some of the lessons that your godfather gave you when you were a young girl, including piano lessons. I must ask, given what I learned about Oturby and his, and his father at, after reading Michael Feinstein's essay, did Jose Oturby ever tune your piano? Well, that is a, that is a great question, I will tell you. For my 16th birthday, most young people here in Los Angeles want to have a car. Mm -hmm. They want to get a car for the 16th birthday. I did not. For my 16th birthday, I got a piano. (laughs) And my godfather and my father, who was very ill at the time, uh, but still with us, they went to the local Baldwin piano store, and they picked up the piano for me. And for my 16th birthday, when I came home from school... I had a piano, and my godfather was standing at that piano with his tuning jack, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it, it's like you must be seeing the photographs in my mind, the pictures in my mind. He had a tuning fork, a tuning jack in his hand, and the tuning fork, uh, actually, his, let's see, the tuning jack was in his right hand, the tuning fork was in his left hand, and he was adjusting one of the strings in the piano, and I am telling you, uh, that picture in my mind just jumps out at me when you ask me that question. So, yes, he did tune pianos. <laughs> uh, and he, was no, he always had a tuning jack in one of his pianos at his home, actually two of his pianos at his home. And sometimes, for fun on stage during intermission, the curtain would close. He would come out on stage behind the curtain and adjust one of the strings. <laughs> And one time, I know everyone wanted to know what was going on, and someone jumped up on the stage to pull the curtain back, and they saw a turby in his tuxedo tuning the piano. So, yes, he did tune his own piano. Yes, he tuned the piano one time for me, and yes, I have seen him do it. Danelle Dadigan is the co-author, along with Grammy Award winner Michael Feinstein, of From Hollywood to the World, the Rediscovered Recordings of Pianist and Conductor Jose Iturbe. We'll ask Danelle for a preview of what's untapped this spring and summer at the Hollywood Museum. All that more. We continue our conversation with Danelle Dadigan here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, 
please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.